Good morning. Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to the Gabby Abdelgadir, the Grace, Peace, and Balance radio show. And I have for you today an amazing relationship coach, Tal Dushaish. And I will read you her bio. She is a lady to die for. I call her Sunshine. So this is her bio. Tal is a personal coach and mentor training her mentees to better interpersonal communication, leading them to breakthroughs in their personal and romantic lives. With many years of bachelorettehood, endless relationships and dates under her belt, she brings a unique outlook on the world of older singles and on interpersonal communication between couples. Her outlook draws from modern Western knowledge, Buddhist concepts, and personal and professional experience all while incorporating the skills and know-how from the world's writing and theater. Tal coaches singles towards finding their relationships and coaches couples on building better communicative foundations within their relationship in accordance with the Empower Couple model, which she has developed. Tal has master's in sociology with a focus on organizational consulting and her bachelor bachelor's in education and theater. She's an accredited facilitator and mentor for couples. She's the author of the book, The 12 Keys to Finding Love in Less Than 300 Dates. She teaches in George Brown College as well as Centennial College in Toronto. Tal, welcome to my podcast. Thank you, Gabby, for having me. I'm honored to be in your show. How are you? I am good. Thank you. I'm glad you're feeling better. We were supposed to do this a few days ago and you were hit by some virus, but I'm so happy that you're feeling much better now. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm much better. and It's a beautiful sunny day in Toronto and it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So tell us a little bit about this relationship thing. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to this, what were you okay. like before, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So I've been practicing uh, models of communication for more than over 10 years now, uh, group facilitating uh, in lots of uh, places and organizations as well as uh, private uh, groups. And uh, in the last uh, four years, I've decided uh, after I've I've done my master's in sociology and organizational consultant that I have a lot to share regarding relationships and romantic relationships, not just uh, interpersonal relationships. And uh, that brought me to write my book, The 12 Keys to Finding Love in Less Than 300 Dates. And it's uh, starting with my own story about how I found love, how I found the love of my life, my current husband, which is a great sunshine in my life, and the father of my twins, Johnny and Leah. And uh, what happened was that when I was 28, I uh, found myself alone after a relationship of two years with someone that I thought was the love of my life. And I was absolutely devastated. I couldn't eat. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't uh, drink. I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I was devastated. And it took me four years of a long journey to find my, uh, myself first. Because if you mm-hmm. can't find yourself you, and you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. It's yeah. uh, one of the lines that Madonna sings in one of her um, songs, that until I learned to love myself, I was never, ever loving anybody else. And mm-hmm. I can truly truly relate to that. And Oprah says, uh, turn, your, turn your wounds into stories, into power. And that's exactly what I'm, I'm doing now. So I had this 300 dates. 
I think I had more, but as a woman, you should not really say that you had more than 300 dates. And I did okay, it a lot okay. of... Question, question, question. Did you actually yes. date 300 times? 300 uh, guys? Or how does it... I think it was more than 300, because over oh four years, God. almost every... Are you every... <laughs> Yes, yes. And um, I have okay. to say that most of them weren't really bad, and that's the most important thing that I realized years after, because I've been married now for a, more than eight years, and my kids are almost eight, my twins. Yeah. And I, I figured out that what happened was that my whole approach towards dating was not wrong, but wasn't right, and I yeah. wasn't right. I thought I wanted love. I thought I wanted a relationship. But the thing is, what is really do I looking, am I looking for? What did mm-hmm. I really actually want and it turned out that something that we have a connection in our mind sometimes to relationship from the wrong uh, point of view. I'll give you an example. Okay. I can ask the question of uh, what more than a relationship do you want? What is more that you want? So some people would say I would like to be free or some people would say I would like to be independent and some people would say I would like to have uh, a self-growth and mm-hmm. um, self-empowerment self because for some reason, the way they connect relationships to themselves, mm-hmm. they can't see the right way that inside a good relationship you can actually grow and you can actually be independent. So in some reason, what is stuck in our record, in our mind, is that a good mm-hmm. relationship can't really bring you the things that you really, really want. And that makes you look for guys that are not really, or girls, that are not really right for you, Yeah. okay? And from yeah. personal point of view, I figured out that more than I wanted a relationship, I wanted to be wooed. I enjoyed the game of being wooed. So I wanted to go into every room and to be the person that everybody turns their head and look and say, wow, I want this girl. So I was looking good and I was uh, dressing, uh, I was dressed like, uh, you couldn't ignore me. But mm-hmm. however, that attracted the wrong kind of guys the one who was only interested in wooing me, and after that's over, or it's either me or them who lost their interest, right? Yeah, absolutely. So until I just, I had to, until I just broke the connection between uh, relationships and concord and conquest and, and, and war and being wooed, I couldn't find somebody who can actually contain me, who actually wants me, who actually I want him and we can help each other grow in our own way. And that's very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Because okay, so I how do you know, like you meet a guy, how do you know you could tell he's interested in you and you really like the guy? How do you know this is the guy for you? Like what is it? Is it the chemistry first or you need, for me, it is, I need to get to know the person. At least I have to, we have to share the same principles and we have to... Um, have that strong chemistry, how do you know this is the right person for you? Wow, that's the million-dollar question, and that's very, very important. And I think I, I, I totally agree with you. You can't have a relationship without the chemistry. So mm-hmm. if you don't uh, feel the, any sort of attraction, then, then you might want to give it a chance because this is something that you can work on and develop, but, not, but if you don't feel it at the very first time, that's, that's, a, little, uh, that's a little challenging. However, I totally agree with you getting to know the guy. So what I definitely uh, want to uh, say is that there are two parts of it. One of them is the parts of you being true to yourself and understanding from what 
type of place you are coming to this, you're approaching this relationship. If mm-hmm. you're coming from, I just want to have fun or I just want to be wood or I just want to play a game, so even if the guy is right for you, you are not right for him. You are not right for a relationship. So you need to work on yourself first. And I have an, there is a disclaimer, and, and, and I, I have to say that some women that I know and work with uh, try to work with themselves, just with themselves, and don't go out there to the market, quote-unquote, and don't go to the dating cycle. So this is also something that needs to be taken care of. Like, I can't just prepare myself. I need to go out there and meet and see and get to know people. So that's yeah. the first thing about working over yourself and, and learning to know yourself better. The okay. other thing, mm-hmm. the other thing is... Uh, you're talking about values. You're talking about principles. You're talking about yeah. vision. Do you share uh, some of the vision and some of the values? Do you both? Uh, are you both in a in a place that you want to settle down, or you just want to have fun? Okay, maybe mm-hmm. one of the most of the people that are single just want to have fun, and this is like uh, statistically that's right, and mm-hmm. this is okay. Just make sure that you're getting to know somebody that wants the same thing that you want. And if you just want to have fun, that's also okay. Maybe it will evolve to something deeper. But you need to be very much in touch with yourself. And yeah. uh, let's see, are you having fun together? Uh, does he or she respect you, respect your ideas? Do you find yourself in a place that you give up all your ideas or all your time or getting yourself um, not clo- you find yourself not close anymore to your friend. These are all signs that you need to, to take into consideration. Like if I'm just with him and I don't want to see my friends and he's keeping me away from my friends, it's not a bad sign usually because mm-hmm. a, a, a healthy relationship is something that will help you grow and have, yeah. help you have the, the dreams. One of the most important things in a relationship is to help, help each other achieve their own goals and dreams as well as the mutual dreams. Yeah. So... Like, you have to see whether he respects or she respects you or whether they share the same vision, the same values. And if not, what do you do with it? Can you have uh, a mutual dialogue? A very important statistic is that 69 of the problems between married couples are perpetual problems. What do I mean? I mean that if, for example, my husband has a daughter from previous marriage, this is a perpetual problem. I can't make her go away, right? Or if we don't share the same religion. So this is a perpetual problem. This is something. And most of the things between couples are perpetual. So the only thing we can do is not switching, the, swapping the, the, um, our, our lover, but to mm-hmm. understand how to maintain and to contain and how to have a relationship that we really, really want based on uh, respecting each other, looking at each other as subject rather than object, having a mutual dialogue, listening, accepting the, the way that the other part thinks differently and they accept you, this in you. Yeah. This is what I think is, is a good signs for a good relationship. Okay, so let's say um, people are, some people are interested in a long-term, like, stable relationship. How long is safe enough to date before you really get committed into engagement or marriage, in your opinion? How long? Because... The reason I'm asking is I have seen it over and over again in people, in, in friends. People fall in love, they date for a little bit, they get married, and then, boom, one person turns out to be not what they have been showing. They turn wow. into completely another person. So how long is safe for you to really say, I know this person, I trust this person, 
and I'm ready to commit. Well, that's a very good question, Gabby. Thank you for asking that. And the truth is that I really don't know because nothing is safe those days. Once you were sure that once you get married, you're just a Catholic wedding, you, don't, you, you just get married and you don't get divorced. But then we figured out that with uh, empowering women and women going out to, and, and having their own money and their own independence, we, we see much more people getting divorced and getting separated, and that's also okay if it's from the right reasons. When I met my husband, mm-hmm. I, I, after two weeks and a half, he told me he wants me to be the mother of his kids, after a month and a half, I had a re- uh, an engagement ring on my finger. After a Are week, I found out. right now that quick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That and was I, really I, fast. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait till the, you hear it's, it's getting better. After okay. a week, I discovered I'm pregnant. And after another week, I discovered it twins. Oh, so, my So, like, in two months, we fig- our whole world turned. And he was li- living uh, in, I was living back home. And he was living in uh, England and London, studying for his master's and in acting. So, and he was recently divorced. So if you come to me as a friend and told me, Tal, I met somebody who got divorced two weeks ago. He's heading to London, England to study, and not just studying, studying master's in acting. So he is an actor. Would I, mm-hmm. would I, should I go for it? And I would definitely say, are you crazy? But, mm-hmm. And that's a big however. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not about the circumstances. It's about if you're fully committed, because I called him, and when I figured out that I have my twins, and so if you want to go, you can go, because I'm having twins now, and we didn't plan that. And he said, I'm not going anywhere. If you want, you can go, but I'm not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. something in my intuition, the moment I, I saw him, that he was really, really committed to me, and he really, really, it wasn't just words in the air. And the thing is that we had lots of uh, challenges. We, I almost died when I gave birth, and we gave birth two months Aww. before the due date. And we have uh, lots of surgeries, and we had lots of health issues with the kids, and with financials because we couldn't afford uh, working. We couldn't afford, um, um, not financially, but we couldn't actually go out because we had no help from our families Aww. because of the situation. So almost a year we stayed at home with the kids. And this is also very challenging. And we tried to work together, and we found out that it's not really working, so each one went to his own way uh, career-wise. And that's okay. The question is, do we have a good fundamental of communication? Do you know how to say the messages in a way that I share what I feel and and what, what is happening to me and what I would like to ask from you instead of just blaming you and saying, you are this and you do this and... Because when you do that, you find a way to communicate and to share and to see um, the challenges, to overcome the challenges. And one of the most important tools is to tell each other, you remember we had this um, problem, this challenge a year ago, and we overcame it? Don't worry, we can do it now. This is a very soothing and calming way to approach a problem. Like, okay, we can do it. I love you. You love me. We, We are a couple. Let's share our vision. Let's see strategically how we overcome this challenge because it's not easy, right? Yeah. And we have to we have to hit the ground running with our relationship because we just in less than a year we had a family, and we needed to figure out where we want to live. Yeah. And eventually, we ended up living here in Toronto, Canada, which we love very much, and the kids are very happy here, and we are very happy here. But it took time to, and and the thing is that today a lot of people just go on and break up. And they don't try to, oh, to yeah. actually 
feel intimate and have the intimacy and the strong bond that it takes time to build. They want everything instant. Oh, yeah, that's it. It's, uh, divorce has become so easy and separation and divorce has become so easy. It's not even funny. And who pays the price? It's the kids who pay the price. Yeah. So there are reasons that I would definitely see couples divorce, and that's okay because there's a lot of abuse there and there's not lack yeah. of communication and people don't want to learn. However, when I work with couples, I truly empower them to have the basic skills of communication, to understand mm-hmm. what is happening to them when the whole world is collapsing, when somebody says the wrong word or accusing them of something and how they react. To start to be, in Buddhism, we talk about, we talk about the observing witness, about yeah. it's not actually happening to me. It's yeah. like I take a distance from it. And this way I can uh, be more objective to what is happening to me, not take it so emotionally, not take it so deep, and find a way to actually um, see this in different eyes, in different lenses, through different lenses, and, 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 and try to... Uh, communicate it in a different way and find a way to be in the relationship without feeling diminished or small or yeah. or that you're not being respected and of course to respect the other side yeah absolutely yeah but it doesn't yours is like a fairy tale like your story because it doesn't always happen like that some people date like for years before they get married or like but this is amazing. So what do you think? Um, I have a few friends who are Indians, and uh, they all married like um, on arranged marriage basis, mm-hmm. you know, like they do that. So what do you think? But it's, mm-hmm. I find that mostly I find it very successful, and it surprises me. Like this marriage, you didn't fall in love with this person, but the parents arranged it, and you get married, and surprisingly, at 80% of the marriages are very successful. What do you think of that? What's your intake on that? Well, first of all, I don't know this data. I have to be honest. So I don't, I don't really know. So I can't say it from a professional point of view. But I would ask yeah. you a different question. When you say successful marriage, what do you mean? They have happy marriages, which is for me... Because you have to know a person, you have to fall in love, you have to date for a while and these things. But I have a few friends who don't live here now, they're like um, abroad, but um, they were married on an arranged marriage. They ha- the parents arranged for them. Mm-hmm. So they just met once or twice, and then the wedding was prepared by the parents, and then they got mm-hmm. married. And then they mm-hmm. have children and successful careers and everything. I even had a long chat with one of them, trying to understand how, what did you feel? Did you even like the person? She said she liked him, but she, she wasn't in love with him. But eventually, like, you know, they became like friends, and then they had children, and this, a happy life they have. So that I found, so I thought you knew about it, but yeah, so... These things happen too. That's what I'm trying to say. Like mm-hmm, I find mm-hmm. it surprisingly, they have successful marriages. I was reading an article about that at one mm-hmm. time, I think two years ago, of how successful arranged marriages were, were as well. So I don't know. Any so to m- input on that? Okay. Mm-hmm. So to my opinion, successful marriage, if I'm looking at the Gottman Institute uh, love map, which is, uh, I, I, I did the level one of Gottman's method, which is one of the leading uh, institution of research uh, and studies regarding uh, couples. And it's very, very interesting to, to, um, 
to um, explore this. So mm -hmm. two of the fundamentals are commitments and trust. So when you have yeah. this in yeah. um, in your marriage, then you that's commitment and commitment trust. and trust. That's powerful. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. And one of the things is to build your uh, love map. That's what they say, which means to know each other world. One of the things that we forgot we forget to do is to actually learn what's inside of your mind. What are your visions? What are your plans? What do you love to do? Do you prefer milk or cream? We we take into consideration that sometimes that what I like is what you like, and and what you like even in sex. What I like you like, and it's totally it totally needs to be investigated and explored. So this is something that if you have this in a marriage, this is definitely a happy marriage. And the other thing is to share the fondness and the admiration to each other. So to see that your partner is very, very successful in your eyes, and even if they had a, a, um, not a very good day at work, so we still look at each other and we find a way to, uh, be, fonding, to be fondness to each other and to admire the other side. And to turn towards him instead of turning away. It's these small beads of communication. So when, he, when she or he tells you that something went bad in his work, not just say like, aha, I told you so. This is, no, it's like turning towards, like, how can I help? What do you need? You need a lending ear now. You are the best. And try to, to build it. And to always share a positive perspective. Like if you're going into marriage or into relationship in, in this agenda of this is going to work. So this is very, very important. And after that is, of course, managing the, the conflict is you understand that the other side uh, has his right or her right to different opinion, to different point of views, and to actually accept it and to learn how to manage by great communication. And then one of the two things that are very, the two things that I'm going to share with you, it's like the roof of this house, which is make life dreams come true and create shared meaning. What does it mean? It means that if I'm in a relationship, it's not only that my goals are important or that the mutual goals are important. It's that you, the other side, helps me achieve my goals and achieve my dreams and to share this. So it's, if it's a relationship without mutual dreams, without them helping each other to achieve their dreams and to have meaning in what they're doing, then we will have a beautiful house but with no roof. So the rain and the snow can, can, can go inside. So when you talk about arranged marriage or marriage in general, the question is, do we have one of these fundamentals, one of these floors, and do we have the roof? Do we have the commitment and the trust? Do we have the managing the conflict? Are we building a love map in, in, the, in the way of actually uh, uh, getting to know each other? Is it important for us to know each other, or we just love ourselves in a way that the other one makes us feel? And it's not just about feeling. It's about work. I don't like to say hard work because then you're like, what? It's, it's supposed to be fun. Of course it's supposed to be fun. And you know what's fun? It's fun to have a conversation over a glass of wine in the evening after the kids are going to sleep or whiskey mm -hmm. or, or wine or coffee, doesn't matter. <laughs> and, yeah, as long as you're having this or to have a date or, and say, like, how was your day? But not like how was your day as a checklist. This was okay. The boss was there. What do you want? What do you think? And, and have this conversation about the future and start building the future and start building what's important to me. How can I help you get what you want and, and build this shared world together? This is very, very important. And this can, uh, this can predict uh, a marriage, the success of, the successful of marriage. Yeah, but the thing is that... Um, a lot of the couples who are going through hardships, they need someone like you because that is not the case always. 
Like mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. see a husband sitting and asking his wife, what's your goal, what's your dream, what do you like to do, what's your passion, I will help you. And the wife sitting and telling her husband, like, what's your passion, what do you want to do, do you want to quit your job and follow your... You don't see these things quite often. So mm-hmm. that is where someone like I get in the picture. In. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So someone <laughs> like you comes and they need the coaching and the mentorship because I think um, it doesn't happen, at least not from the experiences that I see. You know, like it doesn't happen. Oh, my God, you're amazing. So let's talk about Thank your you. book. Yes, please. Well, when did you publish it? Well, well let's uh, talk about the title of the book. It's 12... The 12 Keys to Finding Love in Less Than 300 Dates. 300 Dates, yeah, okay. When did you, I know, 300 Dates is still, I can't get over it. Okay, but when did you publish it? <laughs> well, uh, it's available on Amazon, and lately it's been available on Indigo as well, on Indigo okay. Online. Okay. Yes, that's really nice. And uh, I published it, it's, it's, the launch was on the 8th of April. And oh, this year, um, this year, this year yes, yes. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yes, yes. It's been and it's been going pretty well. It's very interesting, and people are can purchase me directly from me, or come to my workshops, or to my um, coaching and mentoring uh, sessions, and and actually purchase that. Um, the thing is that I've figured out in four years, I, I've hit the bottom, and I've hit it hard, and I met all the sorts of guy when some of them were right and some of them were wrong. Mm-hmm. I, 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 including somebody who actually uh, sort of uh, abused me and I stopped it before it was too late because I was so desperate to be loved and to love and I, and I, I just closed my eyes and didn't see the reality as it was. And what I'm saying is that I can help you with those 12 keys that I've developed and helped me. Um, the moment I just put them into action, two weeks later I found the love of my life. So it works like magic, not in a way of, yeah, in a, in a magic in a good way. It means that you have the will, you have the inspiration, you have the, uh, the, the way to go, you worked on yourself, and then it, it can happen because love can happen everywhere. Everywhere, you, you don't expect it. And the thing is that I can help people uh, go in le- to less than 300 guys or girls in order to find what they want because these are the basic principles of knowing yourself, of getting to know yourself, getting to, <clears throat> sorry, getting to uh, love yourself better and to be open for a relationship, which is very, very important. Yeah. Oh, my God. I could talk to you and listen to you all day long, Tao. Um, Thank you, dear. Yeah. So what is the last word you want to um give to our listeners what last advice would you like to give? I'll be posting your, your, your bio, your picture, and where they can get in touch with you on, on the mm-hmm. podcast. Thank but you. What last advice, what one advice would you give people who are looking for good relationships, like for solid relationships? The one advice, advice mm-hmm. is not to play games. So all the statistics says that you like to, that people are being more attracted to people who are playing games or getting into a war with, um, a war of the battle of the sexes. So I don't say uh, block the mysterious, be totally frank and open, uh, just get, give yourself and, and that's it because that might um, create the wrong impression. However, it's really from the bottom of your heart, don't play games. 
I know people that said right away in the first or in the second date, listen, I'm looking for a serious relationship. And if you don't like it, that's okay. And when you're ready and when you're ripe and, you, and the other side really wants to find this relationship, you will find it. And one of the things that is important for me to say is when we go to school, we never get uh, coached or learned or mentored of how to be in a relationship. We learn self-regulation. We learn math. We learn how to stand in line. We learn uh, social studies. But you don't say how to communicate. So one of the things that I truly, truly want to say to your listeners, and I know that lots of people are downloading this podcast and listening and they love it, and I want to say, please, try to find the tools to communication, and it can help you at your workplace, with your parents, with your kids, and of course, with the love of your life. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you, Gabby. You You're the so best. Nicely. It was, it was <laughs> so lovely having you, and I'm sure I'm going to see you soon, and I'm going to have you again. Yes, okay? for sure. Thank you so much. You're a sunshine, and uh, we'll you. talk soon. Yeah, we will talk. Thank okay. you so much, Han. You're welcome. Have a okay. wonderful weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.